Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Bariatric Life Podcast, a podcast about weight loss surgery. Chris and I are not doctors, nor have we ever played one on TV. We are sharing our personal views and opinions only. Please always follow your doctor's advice. Follow us on Instagram at Bariatric Life Podcast and at Amanda's BSG. Thanks for listening and now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Bariatric Life Podcast. This is Amanda. And this is Chris. And today we're going to talk about goal weights. Goal! I don't know. It felt, felt right. Felt right. It did. <laughs> but first, I want to talk about something that happened today. I was listening to my gastric sleeve podcast with our buddy Nima. Hi, Nima. And he said that he wasn't sure if we cursed or not. And clearly, I don't know that maybe I just muffle when I say fuck or shit or damn ass. I was totally offended that he didn't know if we were cursors. So, I wanted to do the whole Jay and Silent Bob in front of the Quick Mart scene, but I also don't want to be sued by Kevin Smith, so you'll just have to Google it. I don't want to be sued by Kevin Smith, but at the same time, I kind of do. Right. Like, if we got a cease and desist, if it was signed by him and not his lawyers... I'd totally comply and frame that shit. <laughs> yeah. I'd put it on my desk right above it. I know. In bulletproof glass. I'd be showing everybody. Look, I got a legal document from Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to go fuck myself. See, right here. Right here. He said it. <laughs> so, Nima, we do curse. I guess we just kind of try to keep it under wraps on the podcast. Yeah. Because definitely in my normal daily speech, I, I've made sailors blush. That's hard to do. It is. I can be very vulgar and crude. So, Nima, we are your people. We're yes. cursors, too. You are absolutely our kind of people. And if you're ever in Tennessee or the Nashville area, we will 100% buy you a drink or just meet up and shoot the shit. Yeah, we love the swear words. Yes, all of them. Every last one of them. But my favorite is fuck. Mine too. Goal weight. <laughs> so I initially had a weight loss goal of 100 pounds, mm-hmm. which would have put me at 147. And when I made it to... The 160 area, I felt really good about myself, and I felt like that was a good place. And I thought at the time, if I don't lose any more weight, that's fine. This is a good place for me. Mm -hmm. 
but then I kept losing. Yeah. And I made it to the 147. Mm-hmm. And Excuse then... Excuse me. And then that's where I was when I had the plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. I have since lost more weight, which I was surprised because of swelling. And I feel like some of that, because there was an extended period of time that post-surgery before you weighed yourself. So a lot of that could have been the skin that was removed. It could have been. I. Some surgeons tell their patients how much they removed, like in weight, mm-hmm. but mine didn't. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much was removed. I know that there was some fat removed that was then placed elsewhere. Yes. Into the hiney. But as far as how much the actual skin weighed, I have no idea. No. Maybe there's a doctor that listens that can give us some math formula. Or not. Why are you looking at me like that? Because it varies by person. (laughs) And I apologize for that very long pause, but I was trying to figure out what words I wanted to say. (laughs) You're trying to figure out, how can I call him a dumbass without calling him a dumbass? (laughs) So since the surgery, I've lost another seven pounds for a total of 107 pounds lost. Bum, bum, bum. I'm at 140. And... At the very start of all of this, whenever I said I wanted to get to 145, 147, you were kind of appalled. I Appalled is the wrong word. Concerned is a better, more fitting term. Yeah. So what is what's, what are your thoughts on 140? So I'm still concerned, but you don't look emaciated you don't look unhealthy so I think a lot of it was me not being able to visualize it yeah and being concerned that you would look emaciated and unhealthy and like something was you know health problem or health wise wrong gotcha I'm glad to know I don't look emaciated you do not But I was also surprised because I had weighed on New Year's Eve for my end of the month tracker thingy that I do. Mm -hmm. And then I decided I'm going to go back to weighing once a week because um, I want to be able to keep track of it. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, see how I'm doing. And we had previously recorded this episode in like... November. Yeah. It was and right then, around the Just Be You Awards. It may have even been like October or something, but everything that we said became moot. Yeah. Or moo. It's a cow's opinion. Like it's a, moo. Like a cow's opinion. Now, now we're going to get sued by the people that do friends. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my point being... At that time, we had discussed, excuse me, I just ate, so I'm making all kinds of noises, <laughs> um, a weight range mm-hmm. that we were comfortable with. And when we had that talk before, the range that I came up with was 155 to 165. 
I think I want to change my range. I'm sorry, it's set in stone. Cannot be changed, cannot be amended. I think I like... I think the 140s are low. I would agree. And I would say the 150s might be a better range for me. Well, and... As I've said before, you know, your body is still, still, still um, recovering. You're still healing. And there's probably a lot of higher metabolism processing to try and help you heal. And then once you're fully healed, that may slow down and the weight may go back up. Is that a thing? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm not a doctor or medical scientist but it, logically it makes sense <laughs> i mean i guess it does but i don't know that that's actually i don't you know what we probably ought to fact check that and if i'm wrong then post a retraction i'm not going to fact check anything i'm just going to say he might be wrong oh, oh oh i'll fact check it as we discuss if healing increases your metabolism mm -hmm. okay so anyway, I feel like the 150s is a better spot for me, and that's going to be what I aim for, is to not go over 160. And even on my vision board that I made for this year, I said 165, but I think, I think I'm going to lower that to 160 or 159. And I'm not necessarily trying to gain weight, but I'm also not opposed to gaining weight mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to lose weight right now either oh that's what I was going to say earlier is I weighed on uh, New Year's Eve and it was 141 well then I weighed this past yesterday Friday a week later and it was 140 so I'm still losing and that's not my intention I'm not necessarily like I said wanting to gain I'm just filling time here so that you can <laughs> research whatever you're researching. <clears throat> so, metabolism is broken up into two parts. Catabolism, not cannibalism, but catabolism, and anabolism. Like I said, I'm not a doctor or medical scientist, so these words were brand new. And even English is debatable. Oh. English speaker. Bite me. Wound healing is under anabolism, but it is so much more complex and has so many other factors and facets at play besides how active someone's metabolism is. Also, it probably would not be increased in a person with a high metabolism to extend where it would be at all remarkable. So, I was wrong. Oh, because I didn't understand any yeah. of that. So I was, I was wrong, and this is why you fact check. So you're not out there sputing, 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 spewing. Like maybe I said, I, maybe English I can't is speak English. English is a difficult language for a native. There, there, and there. A, per, a person. I a was, person. A person. I yeah. was going to say American, but then I was like, wait a minute, you're not Native American, but you are native to America. American born. Yeah. 
Anyway. So I was going to say American, and then I changed it to person, and it came out a person. A person. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, you have been on a bit of a weight loss journey yourself. I have. And uh, definitely not to the degree that I went to with surgery and all mm. that. You don't qualify for that. No. But going along with goal weights, you have a goal dream happening right now, mm-hmm. which also includes a medical factor Yep. that you probably ought to be in a healthier body for. <laughs> yes. So where I'm supposed to be, I need to be on the lower end of overweight. And when we first started this, I was in the mid range of obese. I was in the, or the, I was at 222 was my weight when we, when I started. I'm down to 197. At least that's what it was two weeks ago. I'm going to weigh again on Monday. Um, which put me into the upper end of overweight. Yeah. So I need to lose at least another 10 pounds to get down into that lower end of overweight. Um, because, yes, I, I have a medical exam that I have to go through to try and fulfill this dream. And the FAA is very finicky in particular on, you know, being healthy and not dying while you fly. You know, now that you mention it, I don't think I've ever, and I don't know that I've paid attention, honestly, but I don't think I've ever noticed an overweight pilot whenever I've flown. Nope. Or like an obese pilot. Mm -hmm. Let me put it that way. No, because there's, I mean, they, they have... And depending on your age bracket and your height and and everything else, you can be overweight slash obese. Mm -hmm. But what I'm looking at, because I have what I'll just call unique, (laughs) but it's not unique, but I have some challenges, A, being 40 or over, and then with, you know, ADHD and depression, those factored with a overweight or obese BMI rating are just, they're going to exclude me from everything. Gotcha. So it's, <clears throat> it's kind of like an ACT, but not really. Like you, if you have one or two, then they pay a lot more attention. But if you have three, four or five, then they just write you off. Right. I gotcha. So, so I kind of wondered why, I mean, I understood the whole weight thing with like the military or something mm-hmm. like that, but I didn't understand all of it. So that makes sense. And especially with like airline pilots, they, if you're overweight or obese, if you get into a um, catastrophic depressurization event, then you're far more likely to become hypoxic faster than say a fitter pilot that's yeah. not having those kinds of you know the breathing problems and everything else that come along with um 
being overweight. Yeah. And I mean, I will say since I've lost, you know, the 25, 22, 25 pounds, 25 pounds, I can breathe better. Yeah. I noticed that for myself whenever I started losing weight. Yeah. Like I can run up, not run, but I can go up and down the stairs to the office now and I don't get out of breath. I don't feel like I'm dying. I will say in the mornings before work, when I go upstairs to get on the treadmill, mm-hmm. I, and this wasn't a situation for me before the surgery, but now I'm like a little out of breath whenever I get up there. And well, so, you're also wearing compression garments too, so. Oh, that's true. I mean, I'm sure if I was wearing some sort of a medieval torture device, which is what she calls it, that's what she calls it. <laughs> yes, it is a medieval torture device. I'm sure if I was wearing that, I would probably be out of breath too. I didn't think about that. I mean, it's it's compressing your chest area and you're not able to force as much air into your lungs. Because I was getting a little down on myself in the mornings whenever I would get on the treadmill and I'd be like, ugh, I'm out of breath already and I haven't even started walking. But that makes sense. Yep. That's helpful. Thank you. And especially with you breathe more shallow when you sleep anyway, so it's probably gotten even tighter as you've slept. It does feel really tight in the morning. Yeah. So. So what kind of goal weight do you have? So my goal range is the 174. Nine to 185 and that's just because based on my height and my age and you know the goals that I'm shooting for I think that is the most realistic range to be able to maintain mm-hmm. especially since I have relatively sedentary lifestyle and have been working to get past that but the fact of the matter is I still spend six 50 to 60 hours a week sitting in a chair. Yeah. So I'm trying to exercise more, but I think that range for me is doable and maintainable. I mean, I'm sure I could probably drop down to 170 if I really tried hard, but I'd never fucking maintain that. Yeah. So we also had looked into... um, weight loss medications for you and it didn't pan out the way that we thought it would yeah which I was a little disappointed but I also recognize that like I always have viewed medications as a tool to make something easier and then in some cases no it's a um, life it's a piece of life equipment this is, and this is how I view things but you know like there, there are some situations where oh I have a headache aspirin is a tool it helps relieve the headache so that it doesn't bother me as long can I go without it yes I can I just would like to have that be a little bit easier to deal with Versus people like my mom who are diabetic and insulin is not a tool. It's a piece of life equipment. You have to have this or you're going to die. Gotcha. I was wondering where you were going with that. 
like, like glasses. Those are life equipment. I have to have them or I can't see shit. See, we curse. <laughs> but what does that have to do with weight loss medications? That I was disappointed in not being able to get it filled. But all that means to me or how I'm choosing to view that is, okay, I'm not going to have access to this tool to help. So now I need to do other things to keep this going. Gotcha. And I'm, I'm sure there's, there might be somebody listening going, where the hell is he going? I promise there is a method to the madness. Sometimes it's hard for me to follow. It is. I know. And sometimes I even lose myself. <laughs> yeah, you do. So let's talk about a goal weight range versus a goal weight. Because you were the one initially that brought up the range. Mm-hmm. And what was your thinking for having a range versus a number? So if you've got a number... Depending on if it's, you know, a, a ambitious number or a reasonable number, once you hit that number, then you've got, depending on how you are, what you're mentally telling yourself. If you hit that number and then you go up a couple pounds, you might be very hard on yourself and get demoralized, which then it's going to lead to making less than healthy decisions, which might cause even more weight gain. And then if you hit a number and you go under it, then you have to stay at that lower number versus a range where you're like, you know what? I don't want to go lower than this because it's not maintainable and it's probably not healthy for me. And I don't want to go above this because same thing. It's not healthy for me and I want to maintain this swing range of weight. So I noticed that yours was like a six pound range. Mm -hmm. Why specifically six pounds? For me, as we've seen with um, Weight Watchers and just even the last couple of months, my weight can fluctuate by 15 to 20 pounds easily depending on what I ate, how much I ate. And then if I decide, oh, I'm gonna stop, I need to lose a couple of pounds, I'll switch to ultralight beer for two weeks and then I drop 20 pounds. That's what's so sickening about men. (laughs) But then I switch back to the regular beer and I gain another six. So for me, I think having that very short leash Mm-hmm. on myself is going to make me continue to make healthy choices. Yeah. Like if if I've got a 15 pound range for myself, then I might get on the scale. Oh shit, I gained three pounds yesterday or last week. Eh, fuck it. I got eight more I can get. <coughs> Excuse me. You probably just killed somebody that was listening to this driving. I'm so sorry. (laughs) They probably veered off the road. It's all your fault. My apologies. It's all your fault. It's all my fault. But no, for me, I want that short range because I don't want to get in a mindset of, eh, a little bit's okay. A little bit's okay. 
So for me, it, it's a staying focused. Are you going to sneeze again? <laughs> I already sneezed four times, which is outside of my norm. Right. I think I'm okay now, but I, I thought there was going to be another one. You always yell at me when I sneeze. But your sneezes are so obnoxious. Well, yeah. Mine was dainty and... That wasn't dainty. That was dainty. That wasn't dainty. And there was barely any spittle. I would, I I would, I would like genuinely like for there to be some comments on this episode. Was that a dainty sneeze or not? That was a dainty sneeze. I respectfully I disagree. I sneeze like a lady. You <laughs> sneeze like a... 747. Like a ogre or something. <laughs> ogre? Yes. Wow. That that's mean and hurtful. You sneeze like Get out an of my ogre. swamp. <laughs> Get out of my swamp. <laughs> I think I need a longer leash because I feel like I am more likely than you to get down on myself. Mm -hmm. I agree. So if I have that 150s range, then there's, you know, 10 pounds in there for mm -hmm. me to say, this is a good spot. Right. And if I had a specific goal weight, which I was obsessed with the 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to not be obsessed now. It's no longer my goal to lose weight, like I've said. Mm -hmm. But I'm also going to say it's not, again, it's not really my goal to gain any weight. Right. You, it's your goal to maintain. But to give myself that grace of... If I get up to 159, that's still in a healthy range mm -hmm. for me. That's a body composition that I feel good about. Mm -hmm. And a number, because unfortunately, it is about the number for me. Mm -hmm. And that's a number that I'm okay with. And... And until I started like doing the research for my flight dream, I was more focused on just being able to look down and see my feet. And it's not where I thought you were going to go. Well, it's not where I was going to, and then I didn't want to put mental images into people's head but now <laughs> now you've done that sorry thanks appreciate you but yeah no it's to be able to look down see my feet and feel comfortable in my body yeah and I'm at that point right now uh-huh but because medical people are just obsessed with this fucking BMI number I need to get a little further down to placate a doctor somewhere. Do you have any specific plans or ideas for losing that weight? So I'm trying to you or eat 
less salt and use less salt. I have been notoriously bad for salting the hell out of our vegetables when we cook. Yeah. And I'm trying to reduce that. I am looking at reducing the quantity of alcohol and the quality of it. So, you know, only drinking one ultralight beer a night to help bring that down. And then continuing my walking streaks. What beer did you get today? Um, I got the regular one because I wasn't thinking. <laughs> and honestly, so like I, Miller Lite has 96 calories and Michelob Ultra has 95. Oh. So like the only beer that I could get that's going to be lower is that Bud 50, the Budweiser 55. Yeah. Which they don't sell at gas stations. Oh, interesting. So you, I mean, some gas stations might carry it, but none of the ones here do. I've looked at all the ones we frequent. Yeah. So, and then, but yeah, keeping, keeping the walking streak, trying to get up and move throughout the day and eating less. Where are you on your walking streak? Um, I don't know because the countdown app screwed up. Oh. So I have to go back and count from day one. Um. But I'm, you know, using the smaller plates for dinner, mm-hmm. like we have been, has really helped. Like normally I would go, or I norm. Let me rephrase that. Normally I could eat half of a pizza by myself. The ones that we have every Friday night easily could eat half a pizza. Last night, I got two pieces, and looking at my plate, I thought, oh my God, this is so much food. Yeah. But if I'd put it on a regular plate, I'd have been like, I can add I can, another piece. I could add another piece or two to this and eat it. But after I ate those two slices while we were watching the game, I was full. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It is. It's just a mind trick. Yep. So I think following that and, you know, just trying to be cognizant of what I'm eating and what I'm putting into my body, I think is going to help. I really think you should uh, work on that salt. Yeah, I do too. And then on my end of the cooking, or either one of us, whoever's doing it, the butter and oil content Mm -hmm. because we do the hello fresh and there's a lot of butter and a lot of oil and now i will say when we were when you were recovering and i was doing all the cooking i would use half the butter that they recommended and if they said you know oil the pan that you're gonna just wouldn't do it and i feel like i didn't miss out on anything taste wise but I probably reduced the cholesterol and the salt content and the fat content of the meal. Depending on the meat, I oil because some of the stuff just sticks. Yeah, yeah. It sticks really bad. So I was talking to 
my best girlfriend about HelloFresh and I was complaining about the oil and butter and she says that she uses margarine which is lower in calories and I'm assuming doesn't affect the taste or anything and I don't I even know what margarine is like country crock well no I mean but like compared to butter what is margarine versus butter what's the difference I is my question I, I don't I don't know <laughs> I'm I'm not chop chop you're supposed to know this I'm not schooled on butter <laughs> and butter alternatives <laughs> but um I was like why didn't I ever think of doing that because it would lower the calories mm-hmm. but it is with the oil especially and probably with butter too well with the oil but anyway there are like good fats and mm-hmm. the olive oil is a good fat. The butter is probably not a good fat, but it certainly helps the taste. Yeah. Paula Dean would be proud. <laughs> yes. Paula Dean would be very proud. Paula Dean would say, no, you need another tablespoon or four. Or stick. Yeah. Use one tablespoon. Uh, you spelled stick wrong. <laughs> Just go and drop one stick in here and. So our recommendation is a goal range versus a goal weight. And that may not work for everyone, but I think in general, if you give yourself a range to be happy and comfortable, then you're less likely to be a dick to yourself. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. All right. Until next time. Have fun. See you. Bye. Be safe. Bye.